Ho, 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 ho. What does ho mean? Something about Santa Claus. Satan Claus. That's why I don't even celebrate Christmas. <laughs> the devil's holiday. I'm a real Pharisee. <laughs> Got the Scrooge anointing. Jesus. Help us turn our frown upside down. <laughs> Glory. It's a dawn of a new day of greater grace. And it's coming from within us. You're experiencing the rise of the morning star in your heart. Is that nice? They give you all those little hearts you can press on Periscope and Facebook. Because that's where Jesus is, in the heart. And then your mind realizes the glory. And then you begin going from glory to glory. I'd say an estimated 99% of Christians in the world haven't even realized the glory. They're still external and bewitched. Even that wonderful worship time, a lot of it was externalism, about half of it. It's like mixture. I know, we've got Christ in us, but then it's like, we got to serve some aliens a little bit too. Oh, you don't think that's how it is? That's exactly how it is. It's a mixture. It's a mixture of sorcery, of Satan's stars, and righteousness of Christ in you. The best we've ever had, even in the glory stream of America, is mixture. The sons of God bring a totally different standard of perfection. So far above and higher than the glory stream, that we get actually significantly persecuted <laughs> from the glory stream. Lord Jesus. They've gone too far. You know, but you know what? You want to walk in the Elijah mantle? And every one of you will? <laughs> it's not optional. It's part of sonship. Moses and Elijah. It's for everyone's spirit to grow up into full spiritual stature on the mountain of transfiguration with the Father, Moses, and Elijah. Jesus Christ said of John the Baptist, he was the Elijah that was to come. What did it cost him? His head. He was beheaded. So anyone that walks in the Elijah mantle, or even a little bit of the prophetic at all, because Elijah is just the head of prophetics of the kingdom of heaven, it's going to cost you your head. So a lying prophet and a false prophet is someone that speaks out of their head. Do you know that? And a real prophet is one that speaks out of their belly, their rich treasury of glory. Birthing the divine child. Are you pregnant? You better be. Ask Jesus into your heart. <laughs> Every single person gets impregnated with the sperma of God. First John it is written, sperm. The divine sperm. That's what the Bible says. That ain't weird doctrine. That's sound doctrine. <laughs> It says it clearly in the Amplified Classic. It even says sperma. I just want you to know how explicit and real the impregnation of the Father is inside your belly. <laughs> so since you got the sperm of God in your belly, what is a little sperm going to do against reptiles? 
What's a little sperm gonna do against foul birds? What's a little sperm gonna do against beastmen? I mean, nothing. They will trample you under feet for 42 months until you get that sperm up through your heart and out your brain called an olive tree or the Son of God in power. <laughs> Anointing oil, the Anointed One, Christ in you, growing into full spiritual stature. But John told you 2,000 years ago that God came in you as sperm. <laughs> so what then happens? You have to grow in your spirit that divine seed through your whole heart. Most Christians are just sperms. You know that? Well, now you do because it's true. And they go into little incubators and they never develop past like one-year-old, maybe two-year-old or three-year-old level Jesus of Nazareth and maybe the pastor is a four-year-old level Jesus of Nazareth in every building made by human hands in the universe. It's true. God considers churches incubators. That's not my opinion. That's what Jesus Christ calls them. Now, it's cool. You can go and become one years old, two years old, three years old in Jesus of Nazareth, but if you want to get more past like four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, now twelve, you're getting dangerous. Woo! That's your bar mitzvah. That's when you start sitting at the bar of God. Start getting drunk. Start getting into the drunken glory. You can be drunk, and you can be drunk on craving pure spiritual milk from the time you're a little sperm in Christ, growing up to be a 12-year-old in Christ. Jesus grew in favor and wisdom for 33 years, the Bible says. I mean, most of us haven't got past two or three. In fact, if we're honest with ourselves, the vast majority is still in sperm stage. I mean, it's below infancy in Christ. I mean, they're not even infants. They're not even born yet. They don't even know that the sperm came in their belly when they were born again. They don't understand the temple of the Holy Spirit. It's not taught in any church. Christianity is not even taught in church buildings. It's not taught in Bible colleges. They teach you religion. They teach you from the tree of the knowledge of good and the appearance of good of Satan's tree in the garden. So you have professional religious warlocks of the fallen angels calling themselves pastors, teachers, apostles, and prophets in every human system in the world, Babylon the Great. They're all witches. The only one that's not a witch is the divine sperm. Babylon the Great means great sorcery. So if you're in your human nature, we can measure how much witchcraft you actually walk in by the Tower of Babel developed in your soul, the sands of your soul, building on the shifting sand. That Tower of Babel, God allowed it to be rebuilt in order to be destroyed. It's true. The Mark of Cain and the Mark of the Beast built the Tower of Babel, and it can be built up to 33 degrees of Freemasonry witchcraft called the religious devil. It's just, it's just Phariseeism. It's not complicated stuff. It's just how much of the Tower of Babel is developed in your soul. How high does your soul go in Satan's stars like Nebuchadnezzar's crown? 
You ever seen that big, tall, nasty Tower of Babel thing that he wore on his head? That was his head into the second heavens. He was a warlock. Daniel was the master of magicians of Babylon. Are you new to magic? You were born into the potent magic spell of Satan. You're just waking up to it spiritually to overcome hell. <laughs> You're overcoming the magic spell of hell, the matrix, the potent sorcery of Babylon the Great. It's real, and just like the movie with Neo and Morpheus and Trinity, you enter Zion, or Zion entered you. <laughs> and you come out of that tub of goo, and you got all those cables and cords connected to your flesh. Do you know those cables and cords are real? That you've been cyborgs from birth? Anytime you sin, you have a cable and cord right at the back of your brainstem connected to an altar of a demon. You're controlled by demons. Some of these people have served at demonic altars for multiple generations. I mean, there are Canaanite generations here. Like, forever you've just been religious. Forever you've just been poor. Forever you've just been money-loving. Forever you've just been murderous or adulterous or alcoholics. Forever, like back as far as you can remember in your ancestry. <laughs> That's true. I mean, like, most of your families. I know it's true with my family. And the only one that breaks the curse is the development of the divine child out of your belly. 1 Timothy 2.15, amplified in the Greek, it says you're saved by birthing the divine child. We're pregnant for eternity, and our water is always breaking, the breaking of the mighty waters. It's called the river of glory from your belly. For those who believe, but of this he spoke of the Holy Ghost. John 7.38, King James Version. Hallelujah. You gotta get into Christ in you. You gotta realize the glory. And then realize you'll be tempted beyond anything you ever have before. No one's tempted like the person who's realized the glory. I've even seen people come to a place of realizing the glory just because they knew Satan would offer them money. And they take the money and never hear from them again. Holy Ghost. Are you going to serve Christ more than all the 200 million gods of Babylon? I mean, that's what you're being offered today. There's 200 million of them. It is written, Book of Revelation. Tails like scorpions, face like men. Demons. And over them they had the angel of the bottomless pit. They're religious demons. They're lust-filled demons. They only work in the place of the skull. Have you been crucified with Christ? <laughs> when you're crucified with Christ, all the purity of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords comes out of you. Kingship is the purity of one's soul crucified with Christ. Lordship is the crucifixion of one's heart crucified with Christ. Kings and Lords of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. In the prophetic and apostolic of Moses and Elijah of the mountain of transfiguration. This is what you're coming into. The kingdom of heaven in its fullness. In the standard of the throne of grace on earth with all men. Is God the Father's throne the throne of grace? Yes. Is there anything higher than the throne of grace? No. Is the King of glory the King of grace? Yes. <laughs> Is the crown of glory the crown of grace? Yes. 
is grace the glory of God? It is. Man, you guys are smart. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit or creative, energizing, glorious power resurrect your spirit from the dead. <laughs> and where does it need to raise? Through the heart. What's in the heart? Adultery? <laughs> Pride? Murders? Religion is Cain's murder? There is so much murder in the heart. Look at the reactions to people when they experience the glory of God. When they start getting high. <laughs> the most high God. I mean, what does Elijah feel like going up in the whirlwind? Hmm, probably felt pretty high. Flying up in a whirlwind. Oh, oh no, he had no feeling whatsoever, no sensation. You know, it was just death and coldness. And he was scowling the whole time. <clears throat> What did Jesus feel like going up into the great white cloud in Acts chapter 1? Angry. <laughs> we got a religious demon in our brains. We need to get some deliverance. This is pathetic. I mean, just in the basic aspects of salvation of your soul is called, Lord, restore the joy of salvation. I mean, we don't even have foundation salvation if we're not in joy. That's the foundation of salvation the Bible teaches. Isaac was born from faith, and they named him Laughter. I mean, that's what the baby is called. That's what babyhood Christianity is called. It's called Laughter. Even the babies in Christ should be in continuous laughter and joy. Otherwise, the devil is just eating your souls. And witchcraft and Jezebel and Leviathan are just eating your heads like pig troughs. They got maggots in the brains. They got Bezel Bull in the brains, the king of the demons. And it's just a pig trough. And the demons do. And you know why? Because of sorcerers of religion. That's what causes it. People get born again or ask Jesus in their heart. They're desperate. You know, they're coming out of drugs. They're coming out of severe rebellion. And they're like, they know Jesus will save them or, you know. They cry out to Jesus and they have an epiphany. They have a spiritual revelation. They have an encounter with God. Their spirit's regenerated. Their sins are forgiven. And now what? We go into church. And then they're twice as dead in religion as they were in rebellion. I've seen it 10 million times. I mean, literally, 10 million. It sucks. Because that's like the only expression of Christianity we have, even in the charismatic church. And people scowl at me for saying things like that. Like coming out of ritualism of church, even in charismania, is twice as bad as heroin addicts coming off of heroin. These people are addicted to rituals. They're addicted to starlight, Sunday. They're addicted to the performance, to the works, to building the Tower of Babel upon the sands of their soul. It's not Christianity. None of it is. It's soulish. It's earthly. And it's demoniacal. And that's what the mass epidemic of bewitchment is. Serving God in the soul when you began in the spirit. I know, heaven on earth. And the whole kingdom age and all of America burning in wildfire is when you begin to repent of your ritualism. 
When you begin to repent and confront the demons you've been serving in your soul and the pyramids you've been building in your soul and the altars you've been serving in your soul, all that appearance and knowledge of good must be crucified with Christ. The crucifixion of your soul with Christ is the sacrifice of all demons to serve the living God. (laughs) This isn't optional. And when you get crucified with Christ at the place of the skull, you begin to serve God in spirit and truth. You begin to serve Him in the river of life. You have sacrificed your head and are experiencing the Elijah mantle. It's true. John the Baptist cost him his head. That's the entrance of the kingdom. It costs you your head. The least in the kingdom is greater than John the Baptist. John the Baptist sacrificed his head on the altar of Herod. Have you sacrificed your head? Most of you haven't. And just work in the sand, putting band-aids on your head, trying to fix yourself. Do, be, try, want, need, all of these demonic emotions that, sh- that need to be crucified with Christ, all of these human feelings, human emotions, and it's like always patchwork. And the person that reveals the patches and all the hypocrisy, and there's the bad guys. So they hate the real apostles, and they hate the real prophets. Because there's no teaching of the soul. There's only crucifying of the soul. God's answer to the curse of the fall of the mark of Cain and the mark of the beast is crucifying your soul with bliss, which is death with Christ, so that you only experience His resurrection life through your heart, crucifying your soul all the time. Being heart-led is the new covenant. Being soul-led was the old covenant. How many Old Covenant Christians do we have here? It's 99%. You could say it's like a billion people in the world. Well, is ever No. I know there's some spiritual people. But usually, like we listen to in the glory stream music right before this, during the worship time, even the best of the best has mixture. It's not perfection. It's not fully kingdom. It's one foot in Babylon. Externalism. Satan's stars. Come Holy Spirit, let the fire fall. Come God. And it's like, whoa. No. He came into me as a sperm, First John says. Problem is, is no one wants to pay the price or hasn't been taught correctly the New Covenant to become a real temple of the Holy Spirit like Jesus Christ. One man who embodied the fullness of deity. One man who embodied all of God the Father's fullness. Well, is he more special than you? No, he's the same prototype as you, the firstborn amongst many that are exactly sons of God like Jesus Christ. God is no respecter of persons. Jesus didn't get special treatment. You get the same exact package that Jesus Christ of Nazareth got. You got born of the Holy Spirit just like Jesus did. You just haven't grown your spirit into full spiritual stature because you're not obedient to the Word of God. You disobey the Word. You dishonor the Word. You do your own thing in your soul. (laughs) Everyone works iniquity in Babylon the Great, and it's applauded by every demon pretending to be a good religious spirit. 
They applaud your, applaud your rebellion. Because if you get obedient to the Word, which is the sperm of God in your spirit, you'll grow up to be a full-blown olive tree, which is the tree of life in the garden of the earth. And everyone in the world will eat from your branches. And that seed will reproduce Jesus Christ in every one of their spirits. And it will only be a matter of time before the kingdom takes over the world through the sperm of God developed in men and women's bellies who sacrifice everything to bear the fruitfulness of God's glory. We love you guys. Be blessed. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen. <laughs>